Hey, welcome back to the Five Words of CSF podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the word move. Brian, tell me more about move. Yeah, I, I think I, I remember one time hearing a, a former staff member say that talking about CSF, that we're not just a community, which we are. There's a community. CSF is definitely a community, but a community on the move that we are not. I love the story of who we're not to be. Uh, there's this great story of Larry Walters. And, and this is this is an older story from but but a, but a true story. I mean, you can get on there. This guy has his own. There's a Wikipedia page dedicated to this story and you can read lots of different places about it. But Larry Walters was a guy who was uh, just kind of bored. He was kind of just sitting around at his house and he decided that uh, he was going to wanted to kind of spy on his neighbors. And so he had a lawn chair, literally this basic little lawn chair. You can see pictures of it online, his basic little lawn chair. And he went out and bought 45 weather balloons. You know, these balloons that go way up into the, the atmosphere, goes out and buys 45 weather balloons, fills them up with helium, attaches them to his lawn chair and, and sits down in it because he wanted to kind of hover over his, over his yard and be able to look down in his neighbor neighbor's backyards. So the days before Google Maps, so you could could do do this on, on your own, but uh, with your computer. But he he they one, two, three, let let him go. And instead of hovering up at about 50 feet or so what he thought, he had a little BB gun with him because he's like, hey, I when I want to come down, I'll shoot out my weather balloons. Instead of hovering over his neighbor's backyard, he sh- he shoots up to 15,000 feet. 15,000 feet. He winds up getting into is this was in California, winds up getting into the the air patterns of 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 Los Angeles LAX gets in the plane. They have to shut down airplanes. I mean, it is, it is unbelievable what this guy does. And they finally get the guy down. He finally manages, uh, I think they had some military, I forget how they actually got him down. He wound up getting tangled up some power lines. But when they get him down, they're like, man, what in the world were you thinking? What made you, what made you do this? And Larry Walter's classic response to this was, you know, well, I wanted to, I wanted to do something and you can't just sit there. You know, he, he felt like, you know, he was just kind of stuck in his backyard. He said, I just can't sit there. And, and like, man, well, then think of something else to do. I know you can't just sit there. but do, And, and I just, there's something about that, that classic response, you can't just sit there, that I, that I feel that, like, God is calling us to, to is he's not calling us to just sit there. Yes, he's given us grace. Yes, he's given us mercy, goodness, all this stuff. For us as individuals, it is personal for us. But God is calling us onto a mission with him. And, and when you are on a mission, you don't just sit there. You are on the move. And so I, that's that to me, you know, move is just, it just captures, God is calling us. It doesn't mean we don't rest. I know people go, well, what about rest? What about Sabbath? Sabbath is a part of it. There's rest. It doesn't say you're in continual movement. But if you're in continual rest, uh, then then something is is definitely wrong. Yeah, I think that's absolutely a biblical way to look at what we're called to be, that there is rest, but you know, a huge part of who we are as people who we were made to be is workers. We're moving, we're doing something. There's a there's an, an, like an, a forward motion to who we're called to be. So what are some of the scriptures that inspired this word for us, this value of CSF? Well, of, of course, there's the great passage, you know, the absolute classic passages where, you know, Matthew 28 comes to mind is the Great Commission where, where Jesus says, go. Go to all nations, which which literally means go to all ethnic groups. The word there for nations is ethnos. But but go to all these different places, all across your city, your state, your country, your world. Go all over the place and take the gospel. Make disciples. Jesus says, uh, you know, not just go tell them about me, but I want you to dig in deep and make make disciples. And so that that's obviously a move passage. I also love in a different angle. So that was at the end of Matthew, going to the very beginning of John. John has this this. Great 
great introduction of Jesus. And I know we've quoted Eugene Peterson, the, the message translation, some here in these podcasts, but I love the way uh, John 1.14, Peterson captures it. It says, the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. The word became flesh. Jesus, talking about Jesus here, the word. Jesus, the logos, the, 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 incarnate, the incarnation of God, he, he puts on flesh and he moves into the neighborhood. That it wasn't enough for Jesus just to say, hey, I'm going to send out messengers, send out angels. I mean, he could do that. He had done that. But he's like, I am on, I am personally on the move and I'm going to transcend realms and everything else. And I'm coming down into this world and, and was on the move. And Jesus then was on the move around his world, teaching people, sharing people, loving people. Uh, saving the world. Uh, Jesus himself was on the move. Yeah, I think that's great. The word move makes me think of Abraham and, and actually a passage about Abraham that that really, I think, hits this is Hebrews eleven eight, which says, by, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as his, his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know, did not know where he was going. And so that fact that Abraham responded to the call of God and moved. He picked up his family and he went where God was leading him. But I think we don't want to just assume move means, all right, well, which city am I going to move to after college? I, I Obviously, CSF wants me to leave Lexington. They want me to move. But I don't think move is just that Abraham kind of sense of move where it's, oh, I got to go. I got to go and do something big and risky and adventurous. But sometimes there are little moves that we're called to, little calls that we're called to by God. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Father Abraham, I mean, the, the you know, Jewish scriptural, you know, Jewish Christian scriptures that we have here. I mean, Abraham's kind of the, the father of all this, of this this movement pattern of God calling people to move. But a lot of times we, we miss in those big moves. You see somebody like Paul going all around the Mediterranean world at the time, all around, all around the world, teaching, telling people about Jesus. But also there's there's, there's smaller moves. And, and actually, I would probably contend that more often than not, God calls us to do smaller moves than move across the, the globe. One classic example would be in Acts 8 with Philip. And uh, Philip's there, and he's in Jerusalem, and, and, and God says, hey, you know what? I want you to go out to this road, just, just right here in town. There's a road that comes right up in Jerusalem. I want you to go out on that road, and there's someone there I want you to, to tell about me. And it's this, this Ethiopian eunuch who's out there on a chariot, and you know if you know the story in Luke, or excuse me, Acts 8, that the Ethiopian unit winds up, winds up giving his life to the Lord and, and is baptized right there. And so, but that wasn't some move across the world. That was, hey, uh, you know that road right there? Philip, I want you to go out on that road and I want you to share the gospel. And uh, even for that, that's pretty like, whoa, you know, God told him something specific and crazy like that. And someone, you know, this uh, foreign uh, official becomes becomes a follower of Jesus. But, you know, for, for us, I think a lot of times the call that God has is, isn't for us to go across the world as intimidating and and is sometimes true is that that call is sometimes God does call people to that I do not want to discount that in the in the least but I think the the more consistent call of God that happens and in some ways the more intimidating call is to go across the room um, to to go across the room to you're at a party and you're like hey there's someone over there and I, I I've just watched and observed and know that and they, they don't seem to have a lot of friends here man God's tapping me on the heart to say, hey, I want you to go over there. I want you, to, uh, there's some work I'm doing in this person's life. They don't even know it yet, but but I want you to go over there and just start a conversation and, and let, let me get in the middle of that conversation, see where it goes. Just to go across the room, to go across a classroom, maybe to go across the hallway in your apartment because you've got a roommate who, gosh, you know, I just sometimes struggle with my relationship with that roommate, but God is saying, hey, I want you to look past the struggles you all have and just trust me that, that I'm calling you to, to go across the hallway. 
Those are the kind of moves, the, the movement that God calls us to so much of the time that I think we miss in Scripture because we we think about, the, the, the again, the true and, and beautiful and, and amazing acts of faith of people like Abraham and others who go across the world, Paul, but, but God calls us to go across the room very consistently, to go across campus and share Him. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. And, and I, I feel that it's right because I actually feel a sense of sadness around that truth that I actually feel like for me personally— a little bit of confession time, but I actually feel like I spent a lot of college not responding to those little moves. I think I let myself sit in kind of my insecurities and my introversion. And there were people that were put around me that I felt the call to reach across, to go across the room and say, Hey, let's be friends. Let's go, let's go get coffee. And I just said, I don't want to, or I really don't want to talk to this person about this thing. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to be weird. And so I didn't reach out. I didn't move. And I don't think I learned until later in college how to really step out of kind of that shell, that step out of my comfort zone and learn to respond to that call of move in my life. And I think that's one of the most important things we can learn on a college campus is how to go. I can walk across campus and make eye contact. I can take out my headphones and have a conversation with someone. I can respond to those little moves because honestly, I would say, Big moves are hard to make real in people's lives if they're not good with the little moves. Yeah, I mean, move can be, uh, there's some scariness to it because, you know, it's like, man, I feel I feel comfortable where I'm at. I feel safe. But when you think about words that are connected to move, you know, that that, that one of the reasons we we picked this word, it seemed like it just, it, it captured so much of what God wanted. You know, first, you know, first cousins of this word, synonyms of this word would be words like, you know, bold. You know, we mentioned being a community on the move, mission, that God's got us on a mission, that we're called to go, we're called to pursue. God pursued us, and we we are called to have the heart of God. And so we are, and God is giving us his heart to pursue other people, to engage, uh, to to seek, to pioneer. You know, these these kinds of uh these kinds of calls to go beyond where we're at. And and I get I, I get it. I mean, I feel hesitancies in my own spirit. I can think of an example within the past week of of God just saying, Hey, go, go, go. And I was like, no. God, you don't really want me to stop and and talk to that person there. And you know, I saw a stat recently. Uh, the Barna Group they do all kinds of uh, group based out of California do all kinds of national survey work. And and uh, Barna Group had this uh, survey they released and it said n- nearly fifty percent. It was in the forty something percentile. Nearly fifty percent of of followers of Jesus, people say, "Hey, Jesus is Lord and Savior of my life," feel like it is wrong to share their faith with someone of a different faith. Mm. And, and you go, wow. whoa, man, it, I mean, we're called as followers to say, Jesus, you are the way, the truth, the life. You are the Lord. You are the, man, this is it. You are our God. There's not like, oh, hey, here, there's God for this person, God for that person. You are our Lord. You are God. And to, to hear that 50% of people feel like it's wrong to go out and to be on the move, 50% of people who are Christians, that's what this this survey was, feel like it's wrong to go out and share your faith. You go, man. And I think some of that gets to, we we feel like to share our faith with someone is to abuse them and sort of thing. But man, we are ultimately trying to love people. Man, I want you to be set free from whatever whatever system of belief, whatever lack of system of belief. I want you to find freedom and hope and love in Jesus. And I want to share that with you. I've got good news and I'm not going to hold that good news as I'm going to show you. Now, of course we do that with love. We do that with sensitivity, uh, that sort of thing. And, and if they don't, if they don't take it, it, when we share it lovingly, again, I'm not saying just go beat people over the head. If they don't take it, that's okay. We, the, the, Christians are uniquely positioned when someone disagrees with us, man, it, that's okay. We still love them. Jesus says, even if they smack you on the cheek, 
give them the other cheek. We still love people. We don't have to despise them. It's not like, you know, but, but we need to have that impulse of saying, man, God, you sought after me when I was lost as a ball in tall weeds out on a golf course. You sought me and found me. Man, I want to have that kind of heart. As, as Rob McDowell, our previous campus minister here at CSF years ago, again, these words are connecting history of CSF. But Rob used to say, uh, you know, found people, find people. Found people, find people. They're on the move. Found people have been found by the Lord. They have a heart and they realize, man, I've been found. I want to I want to go out and find people. Yeah. In a couple episodes, we talked about being hospitable and about welcoming in. But with this one, we want to we want to not just be a home, but actually we also want to be a home that reaches out, that we want to always be. Yeah, a great story of this was there were a couple of girls in the dorms and talking about being on the move, a couple of girls in the dorms and there was a, a girl in their dorm named Yumi, a Japanese student. And uh, she was here for four years, actually doing a four-year degree, not just like a, a an exchange student. And uh, But Yumi came in the CSF building. I'll never forget it. It was a Friday afternoon. She walks in and she asks the question. She says, what is Christian? That was that was the exact way she said. She said, mm-hmm. what is Christian? And I said, what, what do you mean? And she said, what is Christian? She said, I, I, I don't know what Christian is. I've heard that term. I I don't know what it means. Can you tell me? And there were a couple of girls, uh, Katie and Kelly, who were there in the lobby. And uh, and so I said, hey, Katie Kelly, why don't you come back here? And, and we went back to my office at CSF uh, building there. And and we we sat down. And uh, over the next couple of months, Yumi's asking questions. Why, Yumi wants to give her life to the Lord. And she actually then was, after she graduated, she applied to a seminary. She said, maybe I should go to seminary. I want to learn more about my faith. And and maybe God's called me into ministry. And she, she actually turned down a scholarship to go to seminary because she ultimately said, no, God's called me to be a missionary in my culture. I don't need to learn the language. I don't need to raise support. I've got a degree and I'm going to use a job uh, over there. And so she views herself as a missionary within her culture, working just a, a regular job. And what was, but what was really amazing is she wound up meeting, and I got to meet him recently, wound up meeting an American who was over there traveling and he was studying to be a pastor. And now they are married and she, he, the two of them, she still kept her job. He is a pastor reaching out to university students at university in Japan. And Yumi's partnering him with that after she gets off work, goes to the campus, and they, they work with college students there at a university in Japan. Just such a beautiful image of people who, uh, of that move of two girls in a CSF dorm, at a dorm at UK, two CSF girls connect with Yumi, share, share faith, share a little bit of a story about Jesus with her, gets her interested to go, hey, what is Christian? She comes here, and now she's on the move in Japan. Just a beautiful way of watching that, that, that movement of God happen. Such a beautiful thing for Yumi. I remember Yumi when I was a student, that she responded to little movements of God in her life while she was here at CSF that actually led to a big move later on. And so that's what we, we hope to see for you, the listeners, students around CSF. We want to see a vision of this year with a big move. We are people on the move. We're a home that's reaching out. That's our vision for this year. So that's the final episode. The final word for this episode is move. Move.